Welcome to Lift and Love Conversations, where we are building a supportive culture around LGBTQ families in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm Allison Dayton from Lift and Love, and I will show you how to lean into your spiritual discomfort to deepen and grow your testimony of Jesus Christ. And I am Jenny Hunter of Jenny Hunter Coaching. I will help you identify obstacles that could get in the way of sustaining healthy relationships and realizing the blessings of being an LGBTQ family. Each week, we will bring you lessons we've learned through our own lives, the experiences of families we've worked with, and conversations with amazing experts. Hello. Today, we are going to talk about love and why learning how to love your child unconditionally is such a big part of being embracing the calling of LGBTQ mom. Would you agree, Allison? Absolutely. I think actually it's all about love. And yes. the experience that we go through when our child comes out is is not only about loving the child, but we learn to love others in a much different way. Oh, absolutely. Like I tell my children all the time, my other children, Nick's the oldest, right? And I have five girls after him. And I'm like, you girls are so lucky that I did the work with Nick because I can love you and be such a better mom because of you. Right. You know, yeah. because like I, and I liken it to this, like, I don't know if you know this, but I am legally blind. Like I cannot see, like I'm literally stumbling to my contacts every day. And I, I joked with my doctor last time I was in there. I'm like, am I legally blind? He goes, oh, he just starts laughing because you are so past legally blind. He goes, but we can't like legally say that to, about you because you are correctable. And so every day I do not do anything. My contacts are the first thing I put in because it, it changes my experience completely. Like I'm able to function and I'm able to see and everything's not blurry and I'm able to like really see what's going on. And I liken that to how, when my son came out, where he came out and my life experience immediately changed. And the love I felt for him, like just think about him, like I wasn't feeling a lot of love when he first came out. Like I, I, it's almost embarrassing to admit this, but I was feeling a lot of anger and fear and um, just a lot of negative emotion about him being gay. Did you go through that at all? I, I didn't. My, and, and you and I have talked about this before, my uh, love for the system that he had to grow up with is what took the, the brunt of that. Yeah. Um, loving the gospel that I wrote, that I was raised in and um, the people <laughs> who have been leading those, those, that's where my love kind of shut down. Okay. Yeah. And my anger went, my, um, I had grown up loving a gay brother. So mm -hmm. I think, and my mom was such a great example of like, embracing he's him. just gay and no big deal yeah. and move on and that I think that that was never um my mom had already done her work which mm -hmm. helped me to get like I never even had to deal with that work right um, like another, she taught you yeah she taught me and, and I know my mom did a lot of work through about it but uh before I was even aware now there are situations that come up still where I'm like oh like I don't want you to do that. Or this feels mm -hmm. uncomfortable that I have to work through. But, um, okay, so I call those. my yeah. mom had already done the work. And so it made it easier for me to you not saw the pattern. Yeah. yeah. And I saw, so you saw the pattern and I actually see that with my kids now where they're very accepting of Nick and everything. Cause yeah. I, I've 
patterned it. And so hopefully every generation we're patterning it better. But like um, when you just said, when these situations come out, that's what I call the blind spots. Right. Like I literally feel like when Nick came out, the Lord kind of took my hand, walked me down the hallway and go, okay, here's this year in the new classroom. You thought you knew how to love unconditionally. You had no idea. So sit down and here's your lessons. And um, it's a continual thing, but I've come so well, so far though. And because what I realized is I, you know, I grew up in a family. There was a lot of love. I married John. I met him at 19. I fell in love. Like I, like my life was surrounded by love, but what I didn't realize is that I had more of a transactional way of loving people of how they treated me, how I felt by them, how they received my love. And I hadn't really learned the savior's way of loving, which was completely unconditionally loving somebody for who they are, period. It's not because of what they say, what they do, how they treat you. It's just, I'm loving that human being for being that human being. And, um, So the blind spots of mine was like, well, if you do this, then you're easy to love, right? Or like, as you said, those situations where you come up and feel negative emotion, that is another lesson, another blind spot that the Lord gives you to like process and figure out like, why am I feeling negative emotion about these person's words or this person's action where I could feel love for this person, regardless of the words they say or the actions they do. And go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like, you're it's so interesting the way you say the negative emotions, because you would think the first, um, the first response you would have is like, Oh, my poor child, this is going to be hard for them. What can I do to, to help them? So, you know, that when there's a negative emotion, cause that's an, a, an emotion of love, right? Right. What can I do? Well, I think, or is it a fear? Uh, well, there's definitely truth, definitely fear in there, but it's, it's other focused. Yeah. Where, where you're talking about things, like you said, they're easy to love. So it's so funny because the kids that are the easiest are the easiest to love, right? Because they aren't putting any demands on our time, energy, emotional capacity. Um, you know, they're being good yeah. while the rest of the world is falling around us. Right. So, right. And, yeah. And, and you're like, and, oh, that. And I call them the easy button. Remember that easy button from Staples? I'm like, well, every 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 family should have one easy like, button kid. <laughs> exactly. Well, at least at a time. They can take turns as long as they never do it at exactly. the same time. Exactly. At the same time. But it's but the, it's, that, it's that idea of um this is hurting me that you what you're doing is a is hurting me. I mean, I think that's where the beauty of it is. Yes. And and that's where you're like, I got work. I got work right. to do. Or, so that why I do you, yeah why because why are we giving our power away to other people like right. like that is where the savior's like hey i'm loving you enough 100% like like the savior loves us regardless of what we say or do his love does not change and that is the pattern that we are trying to become and that's unconditional love where there's no strings attached um it's not conditional it's not transactional it is i love you you could do whatever, and I'm still going to love you. There's nothing you could do that is outside of our love. Right. And it is, but but that's not a go-to emotion really for human beings. It's it's a learned way to think about people. And, you know, if you, like the, the parents and the families, the LGBTQ parents and families, if you want to learn how to unconditional love, look at those families that have done the work. Right. How they love that child. They're fierce. They, um you know, whatever that child throws at them, they're like, okay, we got this. You know, they're not victims to the situation. They take on it and they're so powerful in their love. And 
that is the best way I could like the Christ-like way of like, it's the, the unconditional love is the most powerful way to fill with any relationship. Exactly. Well, and it's the Christ-like way, right? Yep. So, so, um, oftentimes when I talk to parents and when Jenny talks to parents, you'll, they'll talk about their experience of and kind of fighting against this, like, right. I'm so upset and praying to the Lord and so angry. And this isn't, you know, what do I do? And, and so often the words just love mm-hmm. come to parents. And I mean, it's, it's remarkably often that oh, and, it's, and it's, it's the most common denominator with all parents who, yes, parents and now. it's super simple. Like it's never in a complicated it's never delivered. It's delivered in just love. Yeah. And, you know, these are the great commandments to love God and to love our neighbor, which happens to be our children sometimes. And what we're doing is learning to love in a godlike way. To right. Say, and I think this is your journey. Like, I think parents receive that um, inspiration. Like, yeah, OK, I'm good with that. But how? But how? Exactly. You know, because that. It, it, it is. It's. It is, and that's why you're in the classroom, right? I love that yes. analogy. I yes. don't get into the like test analogy. This is not a test, right? This it's just because for those of us who who tested poorly in high school and <laughs> high and all that, like tests aren't helpful for me. But experience is helpful. Like lessons, yeah, a lesson. And and who else to teach you? Right, but your child, and and you learn from loving them from learning about them from like kind of leaning into what they're what's going on in their lives and doing it with love and not anger and not bitterness and not towards yeah. them or to anybody else which is also right. hard that do you know what's the biggest gift from it Allison is what, what I didn't realize is I got doing the work of loving Nick unconditionally loving who he is not why what he's doing but like who he is as a son of God gave me the opportunity to understand how the savior loves me. Right. And so it changed how I love myself. Like it gave me confidence in the ability to love myself that people really, I can't be offended these days. I can't like, people can't say things for me to not feel love for the other person. The more you understand how much the savior loves and adores you, the more freedom it gives you to love everybody else. So what does that step look like? What does the first step into that love look like? Or to for me? Yeah. It was like loving my crazy. <laughs> like, like not thinking I need to change this. I need to change that. And then I'll be what the savior wants me to be. Right. It was embracing me exactly who it is. Like, this is hard. Why is this hard? It's okay. This is hard, but that doesn't mean that I can't still show up with love. Like really kind of embracing, like when you're like, eh, like those negative emotions, like in that, when you're in a moment where you're feeling uncomfortable, it's like, okay, it's okay. You're feeling uncomfortable, but why? And kind of giving your space to break down the why for you. And then that gave me like, okay, I have this belief that might be wrong here. Like I'm telling myself a narrative about the situation. That's probably not true. And that's what's making me uncomfortable, not the person. Right. And so we all have these narratives and these stories we tell about ourselves and who we are and we're wrong. So and how do you ahead. work? How do you work parents through that? What does that look like? Is that a, a written exercise? How do you work somebody through like these things are coming up? Right. 
Um, it really is finding. Yeah. So like, say like, you're telling me about "Eh, last time something happened. Right. And Mm -hmm. you tell me the emotion and I'm like, if I can get you to where, what was your, what were you thinking about that circumstance? It's all of our incorrect thoughts because you were thinking something. It wasn't what your son was doing. It was what you were making me by the thoughts. So say, say he was buying beer on Sunday, which I know your son doesn't do, but say that. Right. And you're like, Oh, and then your thought is like, he shouldn't be doing that. Okay. Yeah. And so you're putting yourself in and people would argue like, but that is a commandment. Right. But you don't even like, you're putting yourself in charge of your son's life. Like right. he shouldn't be doing that. That was giving you negative emotion. And that was giving you like this disconnect with your son. You're, you're becoming like the boss. You are knowing better than what he should be doing with his life. It is really like taking his agency away. Right. Like, Right. And so when we start questioning other people's agency, that is when we have disconnect with them and where we are stepping into God's business. So it's really Um, learning our business and God's business. Well, you know, I was with a girlfriend just briefly this morning and somehow we were talking about our adult children and she'd learned and her child's life choices. She, you know, not, not active in the church, et cetera. She learned through processing through that that yeah. she was actually, she's actually a better mom when she's not all the way involved in her children's lives. Like right. she's like, some, I was so in, so involved in their lives. She's like, I'm such a better mom now that I let them do their thing and I'm yeah. just there. But she's like, it took her a lot of work to get from, I'm all up in her business and that you can't do that. And that's scary. And what if you, and right. to like, right. Hey, how's everything going? Oh, good. Interesting. Well, how's that working out? And you know what I mean? It's that kind of, she loves her daughter. She's not holding on with a vice grip and her daughter feels more supported and loved and, and reaches back to her. Because it really comes from, we think a clean, like a clean thought, like we don't want our child to experience discomfort. Right. And that really is the thought that most LGBTQ parents, the problems come from. Right. Because we came to this earth to experience discomfort. Discomfort was why we're here because discomfort, as we all know, is where we get our growth and where we become who we should on this earth. And so as parents, when we become so hyper vigilant about limiting their discomfort and limiting, limiting, like making sure they do it this way or that way, we are stepping out of what we should be doing for them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like you're the vice grip. And that's fear and that's not trusting God is in there. And so it's putting us, it's not clean parenting. I call that kind of dirty parenting. It's kind of pretending like you have any sort of control over anything, right? (laughs) Exactly. Because you never do. Right. And that's where I say you you show up as the used car salesman with your kid, like trying to convince them of this, right? And you're like, believe in the magic and the goodness and the greatness of our God. He has got this. So you need to step back, like your girlfriend's a great example. And she stepped back and let God kind of God's business and her business. And, you know, um, like one of my clients always prays, what, what's my part in this? Yeah. And I think when you stick to questions like that, then the Lord speaks to your heart and then you feel that unconditional love and you're able to like show up in your kid's life, regardless of what they're doing, saying, okay, how can I help? What do you want me to do? What, you know, like you let them kind of dictate it and let them, all of us have this agency and nobody wants to be controlled. And like you said, we, we think we're controlling them, but we're not. And so are never are. And so it creates a safe space for your heart to change and expand. Right. And like, 
And if you're expecting to control somebody, they will always disappoint you. Yes. And then you're going to, and, and if that's where your love is based, you, you will always be yes. angry or, or not in love as you know, in that scenario. Right. And so a good question is, is why do you love this person? That yeah. is a great place, place to start when you if if you want to figure out if you're loving this person unconditionally right like make a list like I have my clients make a list of like why if I want to feel about this person what do I want what do I think this person has to do for me to feel about this person right and then write it all down and see like oh like it's how conditional and how transactional you're expecting Mm -hmm. to feel about this person and so you really kind of if you break down take any relationship in your life and just ask that question why do I love this person and see if it's things they're doing things they're saying how they're living their life and if that is the case that is not true unconditional love and that's the work and that's the work that the Lord's asked us to do right yeah I mean people think that you know I've heard oh we have to you know focusing on the love is not enough like Focusing on the love is the work. That's the work. That's because not loving somebody will always get in the way of our relationships. Always. And and we say that in love, like we don't mean like like not in the desperate kind of love that you have for someone you're dating or you know, the love that you have (laughs) for your children, but even like I love you, to say it just to someone who you just know but barely but you just do love them because they are part of god's kingdom they're a brother and sister of yours like sure. like, like um, that kind of love yeah jody moore says like um she worked on this and so i've taken this because i think it's such a great thing as soon as a client comes up she thinks that thought i love you yeah and wouldn't that be amazing if we walk around having that thought every person we see i love you well and when i started doing relay society um when i started as Relief Study President, I felt like I should say that to everyone. Yes. And it's awkward. And, but I, I would say it's easier like, now. I, I, what's yeah. that? I bet it's easier now. Like, it's right? Easier now. Yeah, but it, it, oh, the first one was awkward. The first one to somebody that I would have been awkward with anyway was yes. really awkward. Yeah. And then I just thought, you know what? I'm not, if I don't expect them to say, I love you back, I oh, just I want that. them to know, I love you. And um, because they're, in, especially in a calling like that, they're feeling God's love through me, right? Yeah, that's and the that calling. Expecting nothing in return is no, unconditional. Yeah, no, I mean, I had to expect that because most people, just through upbringing, cannot say that very easily. Right, right. And and yeah. I, we say it all the time in our family. I love you every time I hang up the phone. I love you. Right. You know, yeah. It's easier for me. It's e- not easy for other one, but to 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 receive love from people is e- is easy. Yeah, but they might not be able to express it back, right? Right, and that's okay. I'm not doing it to get anything back. No, and what the beautiful thing about that is, you show them love, but you are the one who felt that love, right? And so that's the gift. Is we think we're like, oh, I want to love my child unconditionally, so like they feel more love. People can't feel your emotions. You are the only one who feels your emotions. So every time you say that and do the work on whoever you're not loving, you are doing it for yourself. And what is the best emotion to feel? Love. Love. Yeah. Christ is 100% love, you know, and you see that in all of his actions and how he interacted with people. And so as this is the month of love, like I just want to thank my son. Like he gave me the vehicle, the classroom 
to do the work of my blind spots. I didn't even know, like, I thought I was pretty good, honestly. Like I, we had a good relationship with all my siblings, on my parents. Like I did not even realize my blind spots until things got hard to love. Right. And it changed me. It's been the best gift. Well, and I think that me learning to love what I can't control in the gospel, yeah. in, in church members, um, that's been as much a part of my growth too. And I have learned to love the things that I can't change, like yes. other church members or things that are said by people or, you know, um, or even some policies we don't understand. Right. And I have had to learn to, to be able to absorb those, to be okay with things. And to realize that really the most important thing is my love of the Savior. Mm-hmm. And my trust in him that all of this is going to work out. And that he is look, watching over us, loving us. He's protecting us in the way that any, you know, that this we know that the Savior will. So I have to lean into that. Um, part of love, which is also a really, you know, it, it gives me, it expands my love to those people who don't agree with me. Right. And don't know it yet. I always say yet they'll learn. They'll learn. Right. Know, right. Jenny. Yes. Yes. Cause I love, I love thinking this, like they either support my child or they don't understand. Like right. when you really can get to the thought when somebody does something that's unkind or something not aligned with how you think they should act. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder why they did that. Right. They just don't understand yet. They or this is all about that person and nothing about me. Like right. your ability to show love and give love is is about you. It's not about like if Allison, if somebody can't show you love, it's not because you're not lovable. You're 100 percent lovable because of who created you. It's right. because of the other person's ability to give you love. Right. And you know, and so when you remember that. That feels so powerful because then when people do unkind things, you could switch from, I can't believe they're doing that. They're being so mean to me to like, wow, I'm really sorry they're in that place. Like you feel compassion. And once again, compassion always feels better than anger, right. anger or victim. Absolutely. That feels horrible. Right. And that's what Christ said. Christ said people were around him all the time telling him he was doing it wrong and he had compassion and he just talked and loved them where they were at. And you stay in such a, a p- more peaceful space and we want to be peaceful in our families, right? We don't want to feel, yes. we want to feel supported and loved. And, and if, if we're misunderstood, that's okay. We right. can be okay with that. Totally. And so I'm going to leave you with my favorite thing. And my kids like, mom, you have a million favorite saving, but I promise you, this is my number one. This is the number one. I'm going to help. Number one, to- number one, you either love somebody or you don't understand them. And when my son came out, I did not fully understand everything about him being gay. And once I understood all about it, that is when the love came in. So if you are not feeling love for somebody, there is more for you to do to understand them. There's work for you to do. And I promise you, once you understand somebody, that is when the love comes in. I love it. I love it. What a good theme for this month. Like you either love someone or you don't understand them. So sometimes we have a little work to do. Yeah, and that's why Christ loves all of us because he understands us the best. Exactly. So good. So good, Jenny. All right. Goodbye. Thanks for the good thoughts. Thank you for joining our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the Lift and Love podcast. And if you like what we share, we would be so grateful if you would leave us a five-star rating. For more tips and resources, follow us on Instagram and Facebook under Lift and Love Org and Jenny Hunter Coaching. You can also go to liftandlove.org for loads of information 
and entry into our free support groups. If you're interested in personal coaching, sign up at JennyHunterCoaching.com. The first appointment is free. But most importantly, remember, you are not alone in this journey. We are building a community of thriving and faithful LGBTQ families who are here to lift and love you.